Zone Sports Network is taking you to the movies. This is the Movie Zone on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Welcome back to another episode of The Movie Zone. Man, it feels good to be doing this show each and every week. I'm Austin Horton, here with my co-host and friend, Johnny Lightfoot. Hi, Johnny. Hey, buddy. How you doing today? Good. Are those new glasses? They're uh, one of my many selections that I have. You have several different eyeglasses? You've got to have a look, man, for what you're wearing that day. You are such a rock star. <laughs> Thank you. You're such a diva. I mean, uh, oh, 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 rock star. Uh, what, what? Huh? Oh, okay. <laughs> I've had the, this one pair of glasses for like four years. Well, They're you know, probably not even uh, the right prescription anymore. My probably aren't either i just keep getting the same one over and over but see i I, this is not a a sponsor of the show but i use this place called zinni i don't know if you've heard of them or not online that's where i get mine from okay well these were like 10 bucks so it's like how can you not just get a bunch of them yeah for sure and now how long have you had eyeglasses um probably good four years oh is that it yeah you had perfect vision before that yeah i did i was lucky I was lucky i had got glasses at four years old no you really oh i'm sorry four or five and it's been a pain ever since. Do you still have your original pair? Of glasses? Yeah. No. Dude, that would be so cool to they, have, though. They were the total early 90s, late 80s, big round uh, rims. Urkels? With the kind of like a uh, leopard brown and black print. So kind of like what I'm wearing now, except mine are square with the leopard print? Yeah. No, not <laughs> like that at all. I have to show you. Okay. It, it was, they were ridiculous. Really? Oh, yeah. I love it. Uh, but now nowadays, glasses are cool. Of course Then they, they weren't. Now they are. So you were, you were kind of urkled. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm sorry. Nah, it wasn't the worst of things. But like we talked about last week, Austin Powers fixed it all for me. I suddenly became cl- cool when that movie came out. Well, of course. Now, speaking of last week, you have a retraction right out of the gate. Man, I do. Uh, we were talking about Sergeant Bilko and Steve Martin, right? Yes. And that I was said, my Sunday night right. collection poll. Yeah. And you said, it's such a great movie. I love it. It's blah, blah. And I'm like, no, man, that thing's horrible. What are you talking about? Well... You were right, because I was thinking about 1995's Damon Wayans' <laughs> Major Pain. Different movie. Very much a different movie. In fact, a complete flop if you look at uh, tomato meters and, and fan listings. But you are correct. I had to go back, and I'm like, man, I, I, think, I think I'm thinking something else here. Yeah. And I watched Bilko again, and I'm like, no, it's hilarious. The whole boxing scene where he pays off one boxer, but the guy gives the money to the wrong guy, and they both take a fall. <laughs> it's so awesome. Funny. It's brilliant. The whole thing is so good. The casino scene where Dan Aykroyd's coming in. And the, they're hiding the horse. <laughs> yes. What horse? <laughs> It's awesome. So oh, yes, I have so to. Good. I have to completely apologize. I was wrong on that. I was thinking an entirely different movie. Well, the rule uh, that I've always had and always will have: I will accept apology in written or cash form only. Okay, cash so. is on its way. Uh, okay, <laughs> but yeah, I didn't do a Sunday night uh, poll question this week because Mother's Day got busy with that, and before I knew it, it was Monday morning, and I was like, I can't do one on Monday for Sunday, so I failed. It ha- you know what? Monday was a very. Im- I'm sorry, Sunday was a very important day, so it's understandable, man. How did uh, your Mother's there you go. So my Mother's Day uh, was just another Sunday for me. Was it? My mother passed about 12 years ago. I'm sorry. So I went and visited her. At her you her saw her? Day. Okay, yep. good. I took some flowers and, and whatnot. Did your and, son uh, spend time with his mom? Yes, he did. Good. Yes, he did. And uh, other than that, it was a great Sunday. Good. 
Yeah. You just relax? Chill. I did. Well, we, we've been doing some work around the house. We've been refinishing some of our old furniture, sanding and uh, wow. staining and stuff you like do, that. You know how to do that? No, stuff? no. <laughs> she does it. Oh, okay, I gotcha. <laughs> you just listen to orders and do what you're told. <laughs> now, I usually go in the studio and go, you're doing a great job. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So hopefully everyone had a good Mother's Day. And we've got good news for those that would like to celebrate a, such an event. At the movie theaters, mm. Megaplex to the rescue. We are seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, and that's where we're going to start today before we get into some movie news and rumors that are out there. President of Megaplex Theaters, Blake Anderson, he was on with Hanson Scotty on what day was this now? Wednesday, uh, uh, yesterday, and talked about how the Megaplex theaters are going to reopen in a soft kind of way. And here are the details you'll hear from him as well. You can rent a, a movie theater for up to 20 people for yourself and 20 and 19 other people for a really nominal fee. You get 20 large popcorns, 20 large drinks, and you get to pick from any of Megaplex Theater's current selections. Really cool. Really fun uh, idea and a good way to get things uh, restarted at the movie theaters. Let's hear it from the man himself, Blake Anderson, who was on with Hanson Scotty G. It's time to showcase those that are helping all of us through these difficult times. This is a partner profile on the Zone Sports Network. 97 5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Hans and Scotty, time for a, another partner profile. And Hans and I have said for the last two months that we've been in the middle of this thing that as soon as the Megaplex theaters are open and ready to go, it doesn't matter what movie it is. It doesn't matter if it's a movie that Hans and I would normally go to. We're buying a ticket, we're getting a tub of popcorn, and we're sitting our big old butts right there in the in that theater ready to watch whatever because we can't get back to a theater fast enough. Well, joining us now, a little bit of good news. Blake Anderson, president of LHM Megaplex Theaters, kind enough to join us. Blake, how you doing? Hey, Blake. Very good. Scotty Hands, how are you guys We're today? so good. We're doing well. We're doing really well now because I love what you're doing in terms of allowing people to get a little bit of a theater fix right now. What's, uh, talk about this new uh, family movie plan. Yes, this is kind of a, a gradual melting of our, our recent intermission, as you know, and uh, in our in select theaters at, at Megaplex, we're going to allow private family groups of 20 or less to to rent an auditorium and come in with people who, who you feel comfortable with, the people who you're meeting with on, for Sunday dinners and, and what have you, without anyone else in the auditorium and have a, a, a private screening. What kind, of, uh, what kind of movies are you looking at that, that could be available? Well, that's what's kind of cool is we have both recent Hollywood releases that were out, uh, you know, when we were uh, forced to close that you can come back and see. Or we have a, a, a pretty extensive list of classic family and uh, award-winning movies. Uh, you could do, you know, all kinds of, of uh, fun classics that maybe is a family favorite uh, that we can bring back. We've, we've partnered with our studios and they've been very generous in opening up their vaults and letting us bring back uh, all kinds of fun movies. So, Blake, how, do, how does one get started to kind of organize this for their family? So, um, yeah, you can go to the Megaplex website or directly to our uh, event booker at jjolly at megaplextheaters.com. That's J-J-O-L-L-E-Y at megaplextheaters.com. And uh, our team will walk you through uh, what's available and at what theaters and uh, kind of walk you through what kind of movies you'd like to see with your family and we'll get a book for you. Uh, it includes a, a private uh, 
uh, theater and then a bucket of popcorn and a, and a large drink for every individual so you don't have to worry about sharing or anything else and uh, it should be a real good time and uh, a gradual way for us all to get back to some normalcy as as you said scotty we all want to get back into the theaters well that's and there's nothing look i've i've enjoyed uh, a lot of uh, netflix and and it's been nice but at the end of the day nothing beats a uh, a large uh, a large coke zero a big old tub of heavily buttered popcorn and sitting in a movie theater and watching a movie. I mean, that's that's about as good as it gets right there. That's what we hear from so many of our guests. And we just wanted to make sure that when we do this, we do it right. We do it safely. And, you know, we're not far out. We hope that we can open up the theaters to everyone again. But we feel like this is a a nice uh, way to gradually uh, bring things back to to normal and to let people kind of get out of their houses with the people that they love, people that they feel safe around and, and enjoy a movie. I've got to make my oldest daughter happy here and ask for an update on one movie in particular that was in the hopper, was a set to be released, and then got shelved. What's the news with A Quiet Place Part 2? Uh, as far as we know, that is still coming out later in, the, later in this year. Uh, uh, they've just pushed it back. And as you know, that was one we were almost getting ready yeah. to uh, to release. Uh, but that is still on the docket, and we're looking forward to uh, releasing that one. We have uh, Warner Brothers Tenet that is scheduled on July 17th. That will be uh, kind of the signal of somewhat of normalcy of, of Hollywood pictures coming out again. And then the following week, July 24th, is uh, Disney's Mulan. So That'll we be a think that one. after that, they'll just keep rolling out. You know, I know that obviously it's not going to be you open the doors and uh, let's let's pack them up, uh, and, and you don't have to go into specifics. But I know you guys have been very uh, very cognizant of working with uh, different uh, models and different ways to open up. Uh, and I know a lot of time and effort's been spent in making sure that when you do open up, it's as safe as possible. Yeah, that is true. You know, you're you're going to see a lot of things different uh, as you notice as you go out and about. But of course, our our team members will all be wearing masks. We'll be sanitizing all of the hard surfaces. There'll be a limited number of people allowed into each auditorium. And what's really cool is uh, we partnered with our uh, developing software team, and uh, and when uh, you'll still be able to reserve seats, but when you choose seats for you or your guests or your family members, then it will uh, automatically block the seats that are all around you uh, in a safe distance so that we'll be able to social distance inside the theaters in smaller groups when when that's allowed again. So we're ready. We're working on it daily. The team is, you know, excited to to welcome people back. But you're right, Scotty, it will come back uh, very gradual and very safe. And, you know, hopefully one day we can open the doors up again just like we used to. But until then... We will practice the safe distancing to keep uh, keep everyone safe until we get through this together. Blake, are you still doing the curbside sales of your amazing popcorn? Yeah, thanks for asking that. Yeah, we are. Uh, so you can uh, daily two to eight. You can go to our uh, our app and order curbside popcorn, drinks, candy, pretzels, and get your favorite uh, movie treats to take home to enjoy. Go sit at the park or watch a watch a, a movie on, on on your own television. But yeah, you can still have the theater treats at, at your own convenience by picking up curbside, and we'll continue to do that. Now again, uh, get to the uh, Megaplex Theater website uh, for opportunities and what you uh, and what needs to happen to reserve one of those uh, theaters for your family. And and it's not just family; you can have up to twenty people in there, so family and friends up to twenty. 
Yeah, I mean, we encourage just family. We're not going to do DNA tests, obviously, <laughs> but uh, we want people to be safe uh, and to just bring those people who you would normally be associating with at Got this it. time or are already associating. So 20 or less, yes. So uh, get to the website. Blake, we are excited. Uh, Hans and I and Lloyd are uh, probably going to take opportunity and take advantage of this as well. We can't get to those cedars fast enough, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. We'll see you at the movies. You got it. Keep up the good work, Blake. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye now. Blake Anderson, president of uh, Larry H. Miller Megaplex Theaters. Again, go to the uh, website, uh, megaplextheaters.com. You can also call 801-304-4451. That's 801-304-4451. But everybody who, uh, again, groups as large as 20 uh, prefer to be family. Uh, but everybody's going to get their own large drink, their own large popcorn, so you don't have to worry about sharing popcorn, and uh, you can have yourself a... All terrific stuff there from Blake Anderson. Uh, thank you to the Megaplex Theaters for and the employees over there for getting us through this time, and that's mm. going to be something, Johnny, that uh, for for uh, about 18 bucks a person, you get 20 people in that room, 20 large popcorns, 20 large drinks, uh, and uh, you get to enjoy some form of normalcy. Finally. I, I think it's very cool. <clears throat> I'm all about it. I don't think that's bad at all. I think that's a great opportunity to get 20 of your closest friends. <laughs> if you can find 20 friends, right? Yeah, Sometimes yeah. that's hard to pull together. Well, these days, everyone, I don't care if it was my worst enemy in eighth grade, I'd love to see anybody. Now, so. how much did you say it was a person? What did you figure it out? It's to about be? 18 bucks a person. So if you really think about that, that's not that much more if you go see maybe a D box, uh, you know, a luxury seat. In a full theater. Right. With 60, 70 people you don't know. Right. This is your 20 closest friends. And you get to watch a movie and have basically a party. A very unique uh, experience that a lot of people will never have uh, themselves. If you're interested, for reservations, call Juleen, 801-304-4551, 801-304-4551, or email jjolly, J-J-O-L-L-E-Y, at megaplextheaters.com. Remember, theaters is R-E-S. Correct. The traditional spelling. I, I think it's a great idea. I think people should definitely take advantage of this, especially if you're, you're craving some normalcy. Yeah. It's a great opportunity. I, I, honestly, I miss the theater. I do, too. I totally miss it. Absolutely. Uh, while we're talking about movie news, let's uh, go across the country and see what's going on. The drive-in movie experience is something that's catching on at several movie theaters across the country. This theater in St. Augustine, Florida, they've turned all of their movie selections to an outdoor viewing. They've got the parking lot all roped off and set up for you can get like 10 to 12 cars per movie. Okay. Watch a movie uh, drive-in theater, which and not just the the movie theaters turning into drive-in theaters, but Johnny, the drive-in theaters that have been around for decades. Yeah. They're soaring right now financially. Stranded at the drive-in. <laughs> Flashbacks to Greece right there. I think hey, I think it's a great idea. I, I've always loved the... Uh, now, were you old enough to go to drive-in movies? Did you ever do that as oh, a yeah. kid? Yeah, I, yeah. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, you have the double feature. Yep. Uh, you never made it through... I never made it through the first movie, let alone saw the second movie. Right. There was always some guy that would turn his lights on while he was driving out. Yeah. Oh, everyone always did. Yeah. Yeah. And blind you, and you missed the most important part of the, the movie. Yep. Yep. But... Aside from that, I love the experience. Sitting in my car, doing what I want. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. <laughs> uh, I had a, an experience uh, once in high school where um, we wanted to take my friend's uh, love seat to the drive-in movie theater. Oh, no. 
and my parents had a Suburban, and they said, you can take the Suburban, but we don't want you messing around and trying to fit a love seat in the back of that, so go ahead and take the Suburban to the movie, but okay. don't do the love seat. I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. And you did it anyway, didn't uh, yeah. you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course. And my brother was like, no, we can't do it, and he was doubling with me that. I was like, we can't do it, we can't do it. I was like, we're doing it. My, our parents will never know. We'll be fine. <laughs> we, it was a beautiful, sunny summer day. Uh, we get up to the movie theater. We get we pick up uh, the the love seat from our buddy. We put in the back. We get to the drive-in, uh, and uh, as soon as we get the love seat out of the suburban onto the asphalt, and the movie's starting, the clouds turn deep oh. dark black, and it just monsoon poured rain. Oh no! It's like Twister that scene in Twister at the drive-in. So we 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 threw the love seat in the back of the suburban. We drove to a gas station under the covering and got got out to rearrange everything. <laughs> The love seat was a deep red velvet. Not anymore. But it was a cheap red velvet. <laughs> yeah, so it ran, right? And it ran and stained <laughs> yes. the entire back cargo area of that Suburban, and I was I was, I was was screwed. That Nothing is, I could do. That is awesome. <laughs> so, that is, so a love seat. Love seat typically fits two? Yeah. So how did you work that out? Uh, my brother and his date weren't invited to the love seat. Ah. He, he didn't have the guts to do it. I was the one. Ah, it, okay, so. okay. I'm, I'm with you now. But that meant he didn't get in trouble. I did. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was going to follow up with so. that. Uh, also, uh, have you ever seen Hamilton? Lin, Lin Manuel Miranda, the play, the, the musical play, the hit musical. Yeah, I have not. Sadly, I have. I've only listened to the pop. The music's the, uh, amazing. Soundtrack. It's amazing. It is amazing. It's not really my thing. Sure, but it, to to uh, you can't deny the brilliance of it. It's magnificent. It's uh, unbelievably cool. I, I, uh, it's not necessarily my thing either, but I can really appreciate everything they did, how they merged styles, how they just put the music. I mean, it's it's a really good good music. Well, it was going to. Well, they they uh, filmed one of the original showings of it when it was for, made it for, made its first run on Broadway, and they were going to release it in theaters next summer. Oh. However, they've struck a deal with Disney. Okay. And July 3rd, it will be available on Disney Plus. Really? A year before it's supposed to be in theaters. Whoa. Movie theaters are kind of mad about it, but Lynn Manuel and the people of Hamilton were like, sorry, not sorry. Getting our payday, and it's a year earlier. Well, let me ask you this. Typically, movies, I'm sorry, plays that become movies don't do extremely well. Okay. Um,. What was the one with Russell Crowe? Uh, uh, Les Mis. Oh, yeah. That's because they cast Russell Crowe. Still. Well, I'm getting at the point. It's still a great story. Les Mis is a classic story that, you know, could pretty much be good depending on yeah. anybody but Russell Crowe who is in it. And the way they made that Les Mis was so different that at least it was something interesting how they made it in one take and one look. Right. Right. They kept it that way. So but it's I not ho- anything like the musical. Correct. So I hope... That Hamilton does not have that same type of effect, where it's so great on the stage that when you put it into the big screen, that it may change. I don't know. Well, see, Disney already did this with uh, their production of Newsies, the Broadway musical. Correct. Newsies is classic. Well, it was a movie first, mm-hmm. then they turned it into a Broadway musical. Right. And both uh, formats are available to watch on Disney Plus right now. But the Broadway musical is just—it's like you're at the Broadway play. Okay. You're just in the audience. It's not a it's not a movie version of the Broadway play. It is the play that was filmed. Oh, okay. And that's what this is going to be as well. I've seen some stuff like that where they do like the events. 
you know, yeah. and a certain things where they kind of you are in the theater. Yes, yes, and that's how this will be. So, okay. but uh, but like uh, the movie uh, Rent. Yeah, that they turned, and a lot of those people were the original Broadway actors in Rent. They turned it from a Broadway play into a movie version. And it lost some of the Broadway charm, but it was still a great movie. So, is Hamilton going to be the original stage actors, or are they cast for it? This was the original run. Okay, okay. They recorded it then. Oh, okay, okay. And they've just been holding on to All it. All right, then yeah. let me let me go back again and say, <laughs> that's a different story. Though. Right, yeah. Because if they were to recast and, and rewrite and do everything, it would probably change a story like what happened with Les Mis. Yeah, right, exactly. So, if no, this is just the, okay, now yeah. I'm with you, I'm with you. This will be good. It's not a movie version. Right. It's still the Broadway play, but in movie form. Okay, I, sense, I, yeah. that's going to be good. Yeah. Uh, you a Hunger Games guy? I am, man. Are you really? Yeah. I loved the first and the second Hunger Games. You didn't like the third? Waited almost two years for the third one because they left us on such a cliffhanger. <laughs> and the third and fourth were terrible. Just The awful. Mockingjays? Yeah. Part one and two? Nah, they were garbage. No, thank you. I... I, I kind of agree. Um, the first one was brilliant. Yeah. And I had not read the book before I saw the movie. I still haven't read the book. Um, I read Catching Fire before I saw the movie. Okay. And which I, was the second movie? Second movie, okay. which I loved. Um, but I'm with you. The third one was just a little, eh. Wasn't there four? Was there four or just well, three? Well, there's... there's it depends on how you count they it. They split it into two movies. It's like the Harry Potters. You know, the last yeah. book was two movies. It's the same idea. So, yes, there was two movies, but it was one book. Well, Suzanne Collins, the author of The Hunger Games, is writing some prequel books. Oh, really? Which will focus around President Snow as a young man. Oh. And simultaneously uh, with the release of the books will be a release of the movies. At the same time, interesting, right? That's that is interesting, uh, and so that, I, I found that really uh, uh, quite uh, fascinating that they're going because usually you let the books breathe for a year or two, then you make the movie. Well, it builds hype. Yeah, but this know? is supposed to be released around the same time as each other. I only hope that maybe we get to see a little bit of Hamish in the Hunger Games. You like uh, Woody Harrelson? I love Woody Harrelson, man. I think it's, I'm sure it won't be Woody because he's going to be younger, but right. I love his character. I love Hamish's character. The prequel story takes place 64 years before the events of the original. Okay, movies. so we will not be seeing Hamish. I don't think so. In the Hunger Games. Uh, will we see flash forwards, though, that show maybe, some of these people? Maybe. 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 Jennifer Lawrence has said in the past she doesn't want anything to do with it. She but can't. She's not old. She's too young. Well, paychecks can change. Oh, Oh, that's true. Your opinion. Just ask Daniel Craig. <laughs> uh, uh, six issues that Star Wars movies need to avoid going forward. I'm going to rapid fire these at Ooh, you. Ooh, okay. See what you think about these. This is from Mick Jost from uh, CinemaBlend.com. Story elements that aren't explained until after the movie. Uh, and what he's talking about is like key plot points that leave it up to your imagination or interpretation. Sure. That's, I'm with him. That's annoying. I yeah. go to a movie to learn, especially in, in sagas, where it goes movie to movie to movie. I want to be told what happened. Right. Not left up to, well, what do you think happened? Right. I'm with you there. 100% with you there. Uh, he also says, overhyping insignificant characters ahead of the movie, like uh, Maz Kanata, Captain Phasma, and Zori Bliss. Mm. Uh, and those kind of, kind of characters. I was very disappointed with the Zori Bliss character. You know, for those who haven't seen Rise, Rise of Skywalker, don't listen. <laughs> but when, when they first show up and meet her, like, within two minutes, she's ready to kill, right? She's ready, she's yeah. ready to kill Poe. Mm -hmm. And then within 30 seconds, she's like, you're my best friend. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I don't like that. I, I thought the Captain Phasma stuff was... 
a waste of time. I wanted to see so much more. The way she left in uh, The Last Jedi, I really thought we were going to see her again in Rise of Skywalker as a comeback, maybe half burned or something. I don't know, but... And Maz, what happened to Maz? Yeah, Maz just never was again. In The Last Jedi, she flew off in a jetpack in a war. Yeah, right. Yep, that was it. What's the point? <laughs> so I'm, yeah, boo. Uh, I like I like uh, Kara Russell a lot. Sure, me too. I wish I, I wish they would have had more of Zori Bliss for sure. I, I I agree, man. They needed more. It was a cool character. I dug her costume. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. Uh, it says there's too many heroes in these new, too many hero storylines to fall. They need to have one focus hero and maybe one or two side heroes. So, so and I think they're right. You've got uh, Poe. Yeah. You've got Finn. Mm-hmm. You've got Ray. You've got Kylo. That's four already. That's four. The original had Luke and Han, but they were all kind of following Luke, weren't they? But Leia was also in there. Right. So that's three. But we, it was really Luke. But it was Luke's Leia, story. Han. Yeah. But that's three Han. heroes. Han. 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 Yeah. That's three heroes. Yeah, but they were still so much tied together. It was really one story, one arc. It was one. It was well. It's the Skywalker trilogy, yeah, or yep. saga, yeah, right. Uh, and then they say us versus them plot lines, and this is what he says: a galaxy as big as Star Wars could have some real Game of Thrones power struggles for control of the galaxy, and yet it always seemed to boil down to just Palpatine versus everyone else. <laughs> so what? I have a problem with this one because he just told us there's too many people to follow now he's telling us there's not enough he wants more yeah give me more bad guys make up your mind here fella well it's kind of like what i said last week i said there's got to be more people in the galaxy there's more stories out there like the mandalorian i think is really cool and then he finally says uh machines that destroy planets uh is was really cool for a hot minute uh but it, it went away from these most recent ones he wants to see more like the death star so he he wants more of that. Yes, like the the Death Star and then uh, was it Star Killer Base? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. He okay. thinks that those are missing from Star Wars. They they are, but do you think that's ran its course? Probably, because if they had done that again in these, he'd be like, well, that, that's they're just reheating things. Well, that that's mm-hmm. all everybody would have talked about. Oh, it's like when the Force Awakens came out. Oh, it's just a New Hope all over again. Yeah. Uh, All right, and then these quick two little last stories. Betty White, 98 years old. Wow. She's filming, currently filming, or just rapping, a new movie at 98 years old that will be played on your favorite television channel during Christmas. Really? The Lifetime channel. Uh, The the show is called (laughs) It's a Wonderful Lifetime. Uh, which includes a film Aww. starring Betty White. Uh, a Wonderful Lifetime on the Lifetime Network? That, uh, I guess that's the event for the whole month is called A Wonderful oh, Lifetime. Oh, okay. Uh, White's character, quote, helps whip would-be Santas into shape, spreading the true meaning of Christmas. And her work as a Santa whisperer leads everyone to wonder if she is secretly Mrs. Claus. Oh, easily. She is Mrs. Claus, hands down. She's a naughty Mrs. Claus is what she is. You know, though, but Betty White is extremely cool. Let's, think let's, so? let's be honest. Have you looked back at her old career, like when she was getting started as a comedian? No. No. She was, she was <laughs> I quite I know funny. her from the Golden Girls and right. on. Sure. Yeah. So before that, she had an entire career. Okay. And uh, she, was, she was very funny in the comedy world. Um, she sings. Hmm. She's very funny. And I don't know if you've ever watched the Comedy Central roasts, yeah. but every once in a while, they'll put her on there. And she does pretty well, yeah. you know, for someone that's, uh, what'd you say, 98? 98 years old. She is still killing it. I mean, do you remember that Snickers commercial? Yeah, it was great. I love that stuff. I love Betty White. And of course, I think my, at least mine and yours first experience was uh, with the Golden Girls. Right. But 
do some research and check out the old older Betty White stuff. I will because Betty White uh, of late kind of bothers me because it's like, ooh, it's a ninety-year-old woman saying the F word. That's funny. <laughs> that's so low-hanging fruit, in my opinion. She but if she to. actually has comedy chops, yeah, then that's does. different. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then this: the first movie that will be back open in theaters as a wide release has been announced. Oh, this is going to be cool. July first is the national release of the movie Unhinged, starring the man who ruined the greatest musical character of all time, Russell Crowe. Mm. Ruined Javert. Uh, the movie called Unhinged will be released, like I said, July 1st across the country in theaters. The plan is to be completely wide open by the July 4th holiday. Now, let me ask you, do you think that's a bit of a letdown as a first movie? Oh, yeah. I 100%. Mean, couldn't they have, like, Wonder Woman? Wasn't Wonder Woman supposed to release around that time anyway? I think so. Why didn't they just say, we'll take it? They pushed that, I think, to December? Yeah, I yeah. I think it was yeah. originally supposed to be either June or July 4th weekend. Yeah. So, yeah, they should have just left it there. Well, they've they, already moved it. They can't move it They back. already moved yeah. it, but, you know, I, with everything changing, you think there could have been some secret handshake deals? Yep, for sure. Hmm. So there you go, though, July 1st. That's good news. I don't care if it's a really bad movie. No, it's it's actually great news. The fact that uh, we're going to be able to go back and experience the movies. Now, have they given any details? Is it going to be, you know, only you and your partner can sit next to each other, and then you have to have so many seats between you? I'm sure it will be. That's like what that. I'm thinking, yeah. too. Yeah, I'm sure it will be group of four or whatever. I want the whole row to myself and no one else on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Coming up next, it's time for the poll question of the week. And yesterday was Top Gun Day. Ooh. Why was it Top Gun Day? We'll tell you that, the answer to that. And we're looking for the now most nostalgic movie you ever saw in the movie theater. Okay. So when you saw it, it wasn't. But you look back on it, you're like, that was a key that was moment a gr- for me. That was a great movie back then. Yep. We'll talk okay. about that next here on The Movie Zone. You're locked on to the Movie Zone on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back segment two here on the Movie Zone this week. He's uh, Goose. I'm Maverick. (laughs) Austin Horton, Johnny Lightfoot with you. Soundtrack of the week, Top Gun, obviously. We're celebrating Top Gun Day, which was on May 13th. Now, Johnny, why was May 13th Top Gun Day? Because that's when the movie came out, roughly. No, it's no, not. No? May 16th, 1986 was What's the day. What's a couple days between friends? Well, apparently, someone realized that May 16th is already dubbed Iron Eagle Day, which is another aviation-based movie. <laughs> it's a major pain to Sergeant Bilko. <laughs> <laughs> and so the Top Gun people... Decided to uh, steal the thunder and get Top Gun Day going three days prior to Iron Eagle Day. You know what? Does anyone really remember? No. No one remembers. May 16th is going to roll around here on Saturday, and no one's going to be celebrating Iron Eagle Day. No. But we celebrated Top Gun Day for sure. Absolutely. And that brings us to our poll question of the week. 1986 Top Gun. uh, It's such an iconic moment in movie theater history. If you saw it in the theaters, you know where you were. You remember it. What are some of the now most nostalgic movies you originally saw in the theater? Ben comes in with an American tale. Wow. It's not the first movie I ever saw in the theater, but he remembers it to okay, this day. That's what that's about. Paul lists Jurassic Park. Yes. Hook. Yes. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. 
okay. and species, but only because he was 11 at the time. There's lots, but those are the ones that come to mind first. I'm with him on Jurassic Park and Hook. And I'm with him with TMNT. Are you really? My cousin, my older cousin, took us all to the theater as young kids, and now, no, no one else was in there. Now, which, awesome. one is he, which one is he talking about? Because there was a reboot just a few years ago. This is the original. Okay, okay, let's just clarify. Aaron says it has to either be Empire Strikes Back, Karate Kid, or Top Gun. Okay, I like that. Dan, my first movie that I saw by myself, I was 12. It was Lord of the Rings, whoa, whoa, Two whoa, Towers. Whoa, 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 whoa. By himself at 12? Did he go to the theater and see it That's at 12? That's what he's saying, yeah. Two Towers. It was amazing, and wow. I also loved that it was by myself. Wow. Always holds a special place in my heart. That's impressive. 12 years old is not that young, is it? My son is 12. You're not I'm, sending him alone? I'm not going to send him to the movie by himself with no friends. Here, just go see uh, this movie that they just walk in. <laughs> <laughs> Paul says Apollo 13. Okay, like it. And uh, Zach comes in with E.T., Ooh. Seeing that in the theater was nostalgic for him. Yeah. It is nostalgic for him. What, what was something for you? Uh, God, I, this is a, it's such a stupid, stupid movie, but Ants. Do you oh. remember Ants, A-N-T-Z? Is that the one with, with uh, uh, Woody Allen? Woody Allen made it. And, and Sylvester in it Stallone and, was yeah, in it, right? Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, the only reason I remember that is it was the first movie I went to without my parents. It was DreamWorks, wasn't it? I don't remember. Maybe. Yeah, maybe I, don't I don't remember. remember. I can't remember. came either. out around the same time as A Bug's Life. Yeah, well, again, yeah, it's yeah. that same thing we were yep. just talking about. It is the major pain to A Bug's Life, Sergeant Bilko. Correct. Yeah. What about you? So... I, I go with the, the listener who said Empire Strikes Back. I remember seeing that as a kid. Like I told the story last week of my mom taking me to all the movies sure. early. But I kind of also have to go with Temple of Doom. Okay. You know, I just remember that, how cool that boulder rolling towards you. No, that was that oh, was the first uh, one. That yeah. was Raiders. Yeah, that's my bad. The the one is with the. But I guess voodoo guy. You remember yeah. pulling the hearts out. Yeah. Yep. Some like iconic moments in that movie, but that's definitely the third out of the four movies. Yeah. I and liked it. Soon to be five. But yeah, nostalgic times at the movie theater. No, second. That was the second one. No, so, I, I mean in listing one through four, oh, best to worst. Gotcha. It's third and oh, out of four. Yeah. Really? You like you like uh, the third one better than the second one? I like Raiders first, Ark and the Covenant second. That's Late, his first or, one. Or, or, sorry, uh, uh, Raiders first, <laughs> Last Crusade second, Temple of Doom thir- three, and... Uh, Crystal Skull Abomination 4. That, that was a movie? <laughs> now, you've got a list. 1986 was a big year for movies. 1986 was a huge year for movies. Um, just just to give you a quick rundown of what came out that year. Labyrinth with David Bowie. Remember that yeah, movie? Yeah, I hate that movie. Stand By Me. Okay. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Great movie. Aliens. Okay. Little Shop of Horrors. I love that movie. Yes. <laughs> Platoon. Sure. Pretty in Pink. Okay. Crocodile Hunt, Crocodile Dundee, sorry. Mm, yeah. Three Amigos. Okay. Steve Martin had a big year. Yes. Hoosiers. Okay. The Golden Child with Eddie Murphy. I don't I've not seen that. Crossroads. Okay. And Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. That was probably the groundbreaking movie of the whole year right there. I loved when we saw Howard the Duck's Easter egg appearance in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. That was awesome. <laughs> that was pretty funny. That was awesome. But just think of all those movies and how big they are. Yeah. And what we're going to tell you next, these movies don't even compare to it. All right, there's a tease. He's not the best in the business for nothing, folks. Johnny Lightfoot, Austin Horton, The Movie Zone will come back on the other side with From the Archives... Going into the danger zone here Fabulous! on the movie zone. You're locked on to the movie zone on 97.5, 1280, the zone and the zone sports network. 
Final segment of the Movie Zone this week. Austin Horton and Johnny Lightfoot with your soundtrack of the week. Celebrating Top Gun and Johnny Berlin mm. and Take My Breath Away. You know something about that. Tell me this doesn't scream 80s. It's, you know? Yeah, and it puts you in the mood it, for uh, love. It puts you right there. Well, you know, we're going to be talking about the film Top Gun here in a second. Right. This song was actually the only award that uh, Top Gun won. For, for as far as Oscars and Golden Globes. It didn't get special effects or stunts or anything. It won an Oscar. Silliness. Oscar for Best Music and the song, original song, Take My Breath Away. Ha, did Berlin have any other songs? Yeah, of course. They did? Yeah. Like what? I don't know. Give me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Google knows them. Yeah. Uh, but this song, this is a... This is a, a song that reminds me of the good times, a song that reminds me of the bad times. Take My Breath Away by Berlin. You don't know. What's that? That's one of their songs that you don't know. It's called You Don't Know. How does that go? I don't know. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> also, more than, no more words. I almost said more than words. No, that's, that's a totally different band, yeah, right? That's, that, by that, what was it, the, uh, in, in Excess? Extreme. Extreme? Yeah. And that was like every other song they ever had was not like that. So, just a quick music note that album see what uh, you did there it's called Pornography, right okay and uh the song more than words was released it sold a bunch of records because of that song but that's also one of the most returned records in history really because no other song sounds like that one on the record <laughs> i thought it was all gonna be like that and it's and that's not, a wonderful song it's not a love song what is it you really? You haven't listened to the lyrics? <laughs> I've listened to the Okay, lyrics. yeah, it's not a love song. Uh, all right, so there you go. So Berlin's Take My Breath Away, the only award won at the Oscars, anyway, by Top Gun. Right. What other news and notes do we have about Top Gun? Well, let's get into it. Top Gun 1986 movie with, of course, Tom Cruise. It had an all-star cast in it, if you really think about this. Tom Cruise, Kelly McGinnis, Val Kilmer, Anthony Edwards, Tom Skerritt, Tim Robbins. Oh, yeah. Michael Ironside and Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan is in. I forgot yeah, about Meg Goose's Ryan. Yeah, she's Goose's wife. Yeah, that's right. Now, if you're wondering where you've seen Anthony Edwards before, you might remember him from a movie of two years prior to 1986, 1984, Revenge of the Nerds. Okay. And then, of course, most people know him from uh, ER. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. But if you even go back farther, he was in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. See, I've, I've still not seen that movie. Oh, it's a great movie. Yeah, I need to. Well, the USA gross for Top Gun in 1986 was $179 million. Wow. That's big time then. Huge. It's huge now. Worldwide, $356 million. Wow. What, so, what, 1986, what was it? 300 what? Uh, worldwide was 356. Let's see. Inflation, 1986 to 2020. That inflated to today is $832.7 million. Wow. <laughs> they, that's a lot of money, man. That's ridiculous. So this, uh, was, uh, this was written by Jim Cash, and uh, I cannot pronounce the other. It's like Jack Epps Jr., I believe. Okay. All right. And of course, uh, I believe it had some Jerry Bruckheimer producing going on with it. Okay. It was the highest grossing film of 1986, which is no surprise with how right. much money we just Jeez. talked about. But you ready for some fun trivia? Okay. So, you know, the, the Top Gun school is based on a real school that pilots go to in California. The Miramar Naval Academy. Correct. So, at that real Top Gun school, anyone, and this is anyone, who quotes a line from the film is immediately fined $5. <laughs> so, you can't say, let's light the fires and kick the tires, or however they say, let's kick the tires and light the fires. You can't say that. No, you cannot quote uh, Top Gun or you'll be fined five bucks. You wow. can't say... I've got the need. No. 
No? Can't say that. All right. $5. Well, here's an interesting fact. Uh, Tom Cruise, obviously the star of this film. Do you know he was not their first choice? Who was? So are you ready for the laundry list that turned down this role? Hit, hit me. The laundry list of people that turned down this role. Matthew Modine. Who? Really? Yeah. You don't know who Matthew Modine Matthew is? Matthew Modine? Uh-uh. No? All right. Well, I'd we'll, probably recognize him. We'll, we'll come back to that. Okay. Here's some people you will know. Patrick Swayze. Okay. Emilio Estevez. <laughs> Nicholas Cage. John Cusack. Matthew Broderick. Sean Penn. Michael J. Fox. Scott ba- Bayo. Tom Hanks. Wow. Also, I believe Robert Downey Jr. is in that list as well. Okay. That turned down that role. Now, who's Matthew Modine? What would I know him from? Um, Full Metal Jacket. Okay. He was Joker. Oh, okay, 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 okay. You know what I'm talking about? Yep, I know who it is now. Yep, for so, sure. So, also, Val Kilmer did not want to be part of the film. Why? He, uh, he just didn't want to do it, but due to contractual agreements, he was forced into the role. I'm sure he's glad he did. Yeah, it's, there's another interesting fact that I want to bring up about this. Did you happen to notice any tension between Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer in the movie? Well, that was the plot. True. <laughs> However. Iceman versus Maverick. It was real. Really? They it hate was, each other, huh? Yes. Uh, the tension on screen between Tom and Val is real. Uh, while filming, they kept distance from each other, would not go near each other, and would never socialize. Wow. They, they, I have Was that a because they were method acting, or do they really not like each other? I, I can't really think of another film they've been in together. No. And at the time, it was one or the other for, that, for the rising action star of the time. For that big of a movie, as we just mentioned, to do that much money, and those two never to be cast in a film together again, says something that they're like, nope, I'm not mm. working with that guy. Yeah. Uh, this, uh, I've got, the, so the United States government helped film or not film, but finance the movie. Yes. Because the Navy knew they were going to use it as a recruitment video. Yes, they and did. And the enlistments skyrocketed after this Top Gun movie I came out. I believe that. I believe Everyone was joining up to be a pilot in the Navy. Wouldn't you want to? It looked fun. Yeah, it did look fun. I, all, tell me you did not want to turn your plane upside down into a MiG and, you know, do what Tom Cruise did to the pilots. Right, right. That's what everyone wanted to do. <laughs> Uh, and uh, it uh, so not only was the government uh, involved in the financing, but then they used it as a recruitment video. But they uh, are there are several hundred technical inaccuracies in the film. Oh sure. And when everyone showed up to boot camp, <laughs> and were suddenly rudely awakened to the fact they weren't going to be Maverick, Goose, or Iceman flying through the skies, mm-hmm. the dropout rate almost matched the enlistment rate. Really? Yeah. Wow. Craziness. Well, you know. Uh, the Pentagon, speaking of the government, they charged Paramount Pictures $1.8 million just to use planes and aircraft carriers for the film. <laughs> and Well, they made enough back. And are you ready for this? Uh, whereas I got to find it. Okay. Um, in 1986, jet fuel was actually cheap. I don't know if you knew this or not. It's not okay. what you think it is now. It was almost a dollar a gallon. Wow. Jet fuel, right? Wow. Well, Paramount paid 10000 an hour every time they went up to film an F-14. Oh my gosh. That's in jet fuel, dude. So what was this movie's budget? Uh, I'd have to look it up. I'll find that. I'll find Jet fuel right now, by the way, is five twenty-one a gallon. Right. Right. So wow. it's, it's really changed. So that's kind of interesting. Top Gun's budget was $15 million. Okay. And they made 357 <laughs> They did okay. 
Jeez, ridiculous. So you know, uh, you know, Tom Cruise is like uh, Muggsy Bogue size, right? Yeah, he's real short. He's a little guy. So during his scenes with Kelly, okay. So just just to, just to re- uh, backtrack here a little bit, Tom Cruise is five seven. Okay. Kelly McGillis is five ten. Okay. So uh, Tom Cruise had to wear lifts in scenes with her, <laughs> and she never wore shoes to even it out. She never wore shoes. No. <laughs> Oh, that's what it says. She didn't. She didn't wear any shoes while filming it for for Tiny Tom. Oh, so funny! <laughs> this movie, by the way, did not get great uh, reaction. Still to this day, only fifty four percent fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Man, wow, really? That, and and fifty percent Metacritic, six out of ten IMDb. But it's so iconic, like we talked about in segment two. It's one of those movies that if you saw in the theater, you will never forget it. Right. It's, it's kind of a movie that had its life again after, on, uh, after its theatrical release. Because if you remember, in the VHS copies, they released a commercial, as you were just talking about, for... The uh, for military enlistment. Yeah, and they did it with a diet coke commercial too, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. Well, there you go. Some uh, from the archives facts about Top Gun. Thirty-four years ago this week, it hit theaters, and just by just based on the uh, trailers that I've seen for Top Gun Maverick, December twenty-third cannot get here soon enough. It looks so good. I love the fact that Maverick still hasn't grown from you know from where the original Top Gun left off. He's still like the same rank, you know, still flying. He's turned him down, man. He wants to just be a teacher. He doesn't want to do anything. Sure, <laughs> I think there might be a little bit more. All right, we'll find out December twenty third. I'm excited. I am too. It looks really good. All right, that's it for the movie zone, Johnny. Good job, buddy. Good to have Thanks, you, man. Good to He's see you. He's Johnny Lightfoot. I'm Austin Horton. Tune in next week for another edition of the movie zone.